I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about should you take your ex back? Now, I realize that many of you guys are hurting very badly and the only thing you care about is getting your ex back. Some of you are incredibly desperate and that's the only thing that you think about. And that's not in a healthy place to be no. for anybody. No. Uh, sometimes I'll see comments where people will just say, I don't care about this, I just want my ex back. Well, you gotta get centered emotionally because if you stay in that mindset, you're not gonna get your ex back, okay? I promise you, that is not the right healthy attitude to have to trying repairing a relationship or reattract somebody. Yeah. But everybody just thinks, how do I get my ex back? How can I get my ex back? But you gotta think about, should I take my ex back? Yes, and I have said to people, perhaps you should think about what your ex has to do to get you back. And mm. people are very startled by that by that thought. Yes. Just because they have chosen to end the relationship doesn't mean you should jump right back into it if no. you get that opportunity. Uh, because you might be doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. And we're going to look at some real factors here that you want to figure out, should I get back into this? Because if you don't, and you just ignore these items, there's a good chance you're going to wind up getting hurt again. Right. right. You, you might get back with them, but they'll hurt you again. Do you really want to go through this again? You better think about it because it's going to hurt just as bad if it happens again. Maybe worse. Maybe worse, yes. Let's talk about this, Margaret. What, what were your okay. thoughts on whether my thoughts. somebody should take somebody back? Well, I was browsing the internet um, looking for relevant material for us. I came across an article called seven secrets for a relationship that lasts and I was so excited about the first secret I didn't bother with the other six <laughs> now you've heard this before from me um, and if you're tired of this topic you can complain um, I, like I say I was so delighted with the first secret I couldn't go on the first secret goes like this before welcoming another adult into your life it is important to have spent time adulting yourself. Now, I guess that's now a verb. <clears throat> and there is a book that's supposed to be hilarious called, I don't know, 101 Ways to Adult. But you understand what it means. It is important to have separated in a healthy way from your family of origin. If your mother still wakes you up in the morning or does your laundry, now is the time to get your life on solid footing before merging it with another human being's life. That's right. Get yourself a maid. 
right? <laughs> yeah, get yourself a maid, right? Um, but, or a maid's outfit for your mother. Right. Now, some days I feel like I'm the, I'm the only person who goes on ranting and raving about this topic, but bless this woman, and her name was Ellen Hendrickson. I think she's a psychologist, and she writes a fair amount uh, on the computer. So I was very happy with this. And it can happen in any stage of life. I have heard recently of several breakups between persons who are wanting to marry a second time and whose adolescents are not happy about it. Yeah. Partners' families of origin have been quite involved in the decision-making because their grandchildren are involved. Mm. Okay, and I so haven't thought about it quite In-laws are meddling. Yes, exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, Get out. Yeah. In one particular case, it was quite clear to me that the family of origin had persuaded this particular person that his new intended partner would not be a good choice. Mm -hmm. After the breakup, he kept calling her as if nothing had happened. I think it was because it was really not his decision. Okay, I think the family had pressured him mercilessly. You know, look what happened to you the first time. You didn't take any advice the first time we told you not to marry that woman. You can't marry this woman. There are too many risks involved. And they went on about great length, at great length about the difficulties she had had with her divorce. Yep. So I think he capitulated to the family pressure and broke up with this woman who he didn't really want to break up with. Okay? Yep. So you do not want that happening to you ever. So I say we must make our own decisions about relationships no matter how a family or a clan, you know, the whole extended family, feels about it. And remember that Dr. Murray Bowen, the expert on separating from your family of origin, was born into a family that had owned a department store for generations, mm -hmm. right? So they all worked together. So they never, ever got away from each other, all right? Unless they locked themselves in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, that was about it. And he said he was driven to come up with his theory mm -hmm. um, for his own psychological survival. So I want to go back to one of my favorite topics, which is the noodle factory. I don't know if you remember the story about the noodle factory. Um, the family's position was, we at the Nifty Noodle Company have been in the noodle business for several generations. Mm -hmm. Of course, you will go to noodle school and take over the family business. I speculated that the person might be thinking something like this. Now, this is the person who's being pressured. Um, but what if I'm not good at noodles? What if I don't want to go to noodle school? What if I would prefer studying butterflies on the island of Madagascar? Or perhaps Tasmanian devils in Tasmania. What then? Mm -hmm. I talked to a lovely person a few days ago who is being pressured strongly but subtly by his aging parent to take over a family business. He is not particularly interested in the business and does not want to live in the area where the business is located. Okay. So there would be at least two major drawbacks for him and likely others if we looked further. Okay. So what is he or the noodle lady to do? What do you do if you're in that situation? We all love our parents and want to make them happy, but we cannot sacrifice our personal growth and life satisfaction to make them happy. No. Our no. first obligation is to ourselves, to be the best Coach Margaret or Coach Craig we can be. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, 
our, our primary obligations are to ourselves, our partner, and our offspring. So, okay? what we're trying to get you to think about here is what is your ex's or your partner's right. family life like? Right. Are they putting pressure on them to do what they want them to do? Right. Are they allowing them to live their life or are they meddling and interfering? I talked to a lesbian girl today yes. who um, her ex still lives with the mother. The mother takes care of all of her finances, all of the bills. And so mom runs her life. And so the, the girl that I was coaching obviously is seen as an outsider and she saw her as a threat to take her away because mom was afraid of being lonely. So the other girl is not gonna leave. She's gotta make a decision to leave the situation and, and say, okay, I'm moving out, I'm moving on, I'm moving forward. Right. before this girl can try and repair it. That's right. Um, well done, Coach Craig. Um, so, yeah, the one who lived with mom is going to have to make a decision and bite the bullet and mm -hmm. risk some real guilt, I'm sure. Yeah. And parents can do mean guilt trips, as we all know. Yeah. Yep. So this is pretty much the same thing that I'm talking about. Our first obligation is to ourselves. We just said that. Um, it is always guilt-provoking if we have to disappoint and or directly turn down a request from parents. Mm -hmm. um, just think about the look on their faces. Not only that, it's not easy to find partners who want to buy into the noodle business. So if, you go, if you're the CEO of the noodle business, who are you going to find who's going to want to join you in noodles? Mm -hmm. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, I'm going on about autonomy, but I promise I'm going to be really brief. We're just going to look at some of the traits yep. you're looking for, okay? Yep. You really want to think about this because if you ignore this, you're going to put yourself in a bad situation. And the other six secrets to happiness won't work anyway, mm -hmm. okay? So emotional autonomy, emotional independence in relationships with others, especially parents. This person... The person has become less emotionally dependent on parents and, if upset, is more likely to seek solace from partner or friends. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. In other words, you, you need to move your, your, your sense of a secure base from your family to a partner or to your peers. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's major. And in this case that Craig had, no way had that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cognitive values and autonomy. An independent set of beliefs, principles, or values. For example, how a person thinks in regards to moral, political, or religious issues. Now, you may choose to adopt all or part of what your family believes. But if you've really examined that, and made a conscious decision about that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you just take it because it was handed to you and you would get in lots of trouble if you didn't agree, that's not okay and that's not adulthood. That's right. Okay? You have, it has to be your choice. Right. Um, and it has to, you want to make sure that it was your partner's choice or your ex's choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and detachment and separation. It is a normal urge as you hit adolescence, adolescence, to start moving your 
attachments from your family to your peers, mm -hmm. of course, who your family never totally likes anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and that is a normal, natural process. And if, if nurtured at all, that process will get most people to do what they need to do, but not always. There are things that can get in the way, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but it's a normal urge. And I have to remind people of that sometimes who are hurt when their adolescents want to detach and separate and invest in their friends, but it's their life task. An opinion or a set of ideas about government and politics, people need to have their own. It can change. You know, your, your opinions can change as a result of cognitive autonomy and new information. Sure. I mean, I don't think all the things now that I thought 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. All right? Um... Anyway, the biggest autonomy, the biggest act of autonomy is the dis decision of whom to marry or of whom to make a commitment to. That's the biggest independent choice of your life. Okay? And it has to be independent. What we're trying to get you to think about is how your partner, how your ex yeah. handles their family. Right. And if they are making their own decisions, their own thoughts, their own values for themselves, you're going to be in a much better position to try and repair it with them. Right. If you have all these people secretly interfering, mm -hmm. sabotaging, mm -hmm. and getting you um, cut out, you know, that they're secretly interfering so they break up with you, it's going to be very difficult to repair things. Yes, it is. Right? Yes, So it you is. want to make sure that your ex or your partner, whoever it is, is an adult and they can make their own choices for themselves. Because if they can't, you're wasting your time, no matter how wonderful the individual relationship is. And I have always said to people that I supervised or who seek my solace, um, if you want to find out about someone's, if you want a quick assessment of someone's adulthood, ask how they make decisions or listen to how they make decisions. Yep. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right. I told you I wouldn't be long. <laughs> and I think I told you last time I talked about this subject, I'd stop for a while, but I only made it for a week. She can't help herself. I can't. <laughs> but it's very important, and that's why it we're is. going it over is. it. It is, and that's me. why I'm, I'm so emphasizing it. Yeah. And when I ask questions, it's interesting. When I say, what about this person's family of origin? People inevitably say to me, oh, they love me. That's what you think. That's what you think, and they probably do, because you're probably very pleasant when you come over to visit, or for tea, or mm -hmm. for you know whatever the family is doing. And they probably do enjoy you and like you. But when you become a, a threat and want to take away a family member, they don't always let them go easily. But anyway, my real question wasn't that anyway. Um, my real question was, how does your partner deal with their family of origin? <laughs> That's what I really meant, and obviously I'm not saying that well. Um, okay? All right, so great information. Think about it. Of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. Yes, feel free to sign up with me. I'd love to talk with Just you. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you're looking for us, we are on uh, all the major podcast platforms. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.